I am Todd Nathanson. And I'm Lena Morgan. <laughs> Guess what, everyone? It is a song versus song bonus episode. We are just about 15 minutes done with the Grammys. And we have set up, we're going to talk about the Grammys. I think we were saying all through the the, sh- the ceremony, what a good Grammys this was. All through it. Like, even as it was getting real long, we were like, this is still pretty good. This is a good ceremony. And now here we are, 20 minutes later, where we are, uh, what are we going to, do we still hold to that, Lena, that this was a good ceremony? It was the, we- the best of times. <laughs> it was the blurst of times. I don't know. I'm having a stroke. I, <laughs> it really, I mean, I still would, con- I would maintain if we were to give a headline, still the best Grammys we have ever covered. And I would say by a lot. I, I remember the, the 20, uh, tw- 20 Grammys. I don't know. It was with the, Two years ago when it was like shut down by COVID. I remember liking that one a lot. Just from a performance standpoint, I just don't think anything comes close. I'm not saying that there weren't other ones that we liked. And I will absolutely acknowledge that part of this is influenced by the fact that the last time you and I uh, united to talk about an award show, it was the worst VMAs yet. (laughs) And certainly this is, this feels so diametrically opposed to that. Yeah. This was, as again, as far as performances go, with very rare exception, everything was a B plus at minimum. It was very, very good as the show, certainly better than, than last year's. Last year's, they were trying a whole bunch of different things. None of them worked. Like they would do cutaways to like different genres that weren't big enough to get uh, on the ceremony proper. So you'd cut to it was like, and here's bluegrass legend Billy Strings playing us off to commercial. And it was terrible. And they did like a whole tribute to Sondheim, which was terrible. And here they just like, what is the Grammys? What do you expect the Grammys to be? Why don't we just deliver that as best we can? And they it was, did. It was the goods. Uh, I th- I think you summed it up pretty well early on. Like, if you didn't watch this ceremony, you really missed out, but you also missed nothing. Yeah, like, because if you want, you by tomorrow, all of the performances that were really good, you can just watch on YouTube. Good for you. You will not have stayed up all night watching this. Uh... I think there are things now, having gotten to the end of the show, <laughs> that um, were so stunning that now I would say, yes, the group shock at a couple of things, two in particular, although, um, I mean, Best New Artist also was not shocking, just I, I feel like everybody just agreed Nothing came out this year that's going to touch Olivia Rodrigo, so we're going to give it to something a little different. Yeah, it was a a weird batch of best new ups. Let's hold off on that. Let's get to the elephant in the room right away. Okay, where do you want to start? What's your starting place? Uh, All through the lead up to this, all anyone was talking about was Beyonce. That is all anyone mentioned. And I have been taunting everyone I know who cares about this show 
that it's not going to be Beyonce. It's going to be ABBA. It's going to be a weird, like Steely Dan winning in the year Y2K uh, thing. Or it's going to be someone else. Someone else, because there's just no way. There's just no way that the obvious pick is going to win. Well, I was correct. Congratulations, you were right. I was correct that Beyonce did not win one of the big awards tonight. I did not predict who would who would win. That album of the year, the final uh, award, went to one Mr. Harold Styles of London, England. I don't know Gary, if he's actually from Gary. Uh, you mean Gary? <laughs> Boy, that's I didn't get the whole Gary thing at all. I wish that 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 man, who I guess is a collaborator of Harry's, yeah, had just come out and used full SpongeBob voice at that point. <laughs> Right, like, well, I'm ready to, to introduce my friend Gary. Wah! Like, why not that? Just do it. Would have been more entertaining. But that's the thing, right? So, all right. So Harry Styles won the final award of the night, that being Album of the Year. And you have you have often mocked me because I keep thinking that it can't possibly be true that people really love Harry's house the album i was rolling with it for you know a good a good bit and then around uh you know once i had some distance to it it's like actually i don't i kind of don't really like this album um i think it's it's definitely the the worst it's the worst of his three definitely i just thought it was one of the the bigger disappointments of the year for me because it was an album that i was genuinely excited to hear i was looking forward to it i wouldn't call myself a huge fan of Harry Styles, but I like him fine. And it seemed like there was a possibility that some good stuff would come out of it. I mean, as you know, I'm a, a lord of the the bad takes because I also was deeply, deeply underwhelmed by Special. As much as I like a couple songs off of that album, I don't think that album itself is very good. I love Lizzo. Was very happy to see her win. She gave the speech of the night. But the album itself is not great. In like, if you withdraw your opinion of Harry's house and just zoom out, this would be like, you would think this would be one of the better wins for album of the year. It's not, it didn't go to ABBA. It didn't go to some Coldplay album. No one fucking cares about. It went to a album that was relatively well-reviewed, relatively well-liked, very successful. Like, so like, like let's just, withdraw the fact that neither you nor I like that album very much and I don't think it's going to age well but let's just assume that you're you know a Grammy person who could reasonably say this was a best album of the year man this is not a good year for it to win it not against Beyonce not no after. there were it was it was like um what was it when we did it was best rap album where I said could you imagine if it was Jack Harlow <laughs> how how absolutely disastrously how disastrously awful that would have been for his career for him to win over Kendrick this year it would have been awful and i there was a moment where i thought you know there's a possibility that they make that mistake and the thing is it's not the grammy's mistake that's the thing that stinks is that the grammy's would not be punished jack harlow would be punished i believe you called him um not ready for prime time and he's not yeah, um, I like Jack fine. I don't I don't dislike him or think he's incapable the way that some people do. Um, I think that he certainly has something within him. 
I did not know that he is going to be in a White Men Can't Jump reboot. Oh, I've been hearing about that for like years since uh, like that was like the first thing I heard about Jack Harlow, really. Truly, I am always behind the times, Todd. Uh, But it would have been terrible for him to win that. I don't think, I don't know if I would say Harry beating Beyonce is as bad. And let me tell you why. In my opinion, it is because it's like the Grammys knew. They had a goal going in, which was make sure Beyonce wins enough times tonight that she is still the winner overall because she has more Grammys than anybody living or dead to have ever existed and then proceed to not give her any of the actual huge awards. Uh, I mean, like, yes, she got a bunch of awards. We all got to clap for her. But like, the thing is she's never won one of the big ones. She has all, she's never won song of the year or record of the year or album of the year. And that everyone has said like, that's kind of an outrage. Um, you know, weirdly, like when Lemonade was up, I believe she lost to Casey Musgraves golden hour or hold on, hold on. Um, Casey Musgraves beat Janelle Monet that year. And uh, Lemonade was beaten by uh, 25 by Adele. And, and Lemonade is better than Adele's 25. It's like not like by a crushing margin, but it's like very easily better. But it's just like the weight of it. She has been a presence in pop culture since the 90s. And it seems like she should have one of the big trophies. So here's, I found myself thinking, gosh, somebody out there hates Beyonce. And this, here's the reason why I thought it before the end of the night happened. We got to this point wherein she was one away from breaking the record. And then they did, um, what was the one that she got it for? Was it the Best, best, dance, best album? dance Electronic Album mm-hmm. that they gave it to her for? And here is, here is what happened in case you did not watch the show. The person who gave this award, who shared in this moment... This proud moment in history for Beyonce and the world, James Gordon. Does the universe hate Beyonce? I feel like in show business, people don't hate James Gordon the way that we, the people on the internet, hate James Gordon. I am, I gotta tell you, I'm uncertain. You may, you are often right and I am almost always wrong, but... I thought that the general vibe was that people across the board don't like James Corden. But even if you were largely benign on him, just the notion of that guy, just look at him. (laughs) You're like, can't wait to share this award with Beyonce. (laughs) No, no. I didn't like it. And the very funny thing is... Lizzo saved it. Lizzo saved that later in the night. If... The thing is, like, she... When she won the award that tied the record earlier in the night, that award was presented by Viola Davis. Yep. But Beyonce was not there. Was not there. there. She got stuck in traffic. (laughs) (laughs) That's very funny. 
And so what she was there to get an award from James Corden. And then she was there to lose to Bonnie Raitt and Harry Styles. Boy, like, oh, again, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. Like, again, I like Bonnie Raitt and I like at least some of that uh, Harry Styles album. It's just a, a bad look. Like I was like the second he read that award. I'm like, I am not being on Twitter for a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I, I'll tell you, I'm not going to look at the YouTube comments. I mean, I should never do that in general, but I feel like there's no right thing to say here other than <laughs> it really, it was like a full 2009 moment, right? Like, like I was like, I don't want to say where's Kanye when you need him, because I'll tell you the one person <laughs> that I don't ever want to see again for the rest of my life Boy, is the, Kanye West. We don't need him. but No, but like I kind of wish that somebody had been there like somebody should have jumped up on that stage and said, no, no, absolutely not. You know who should have done it? Taylor. Taylor was there. <laughs> Taylor so should have gotten up and been like, you know what? I can't believe I'm doing this. I'm uh, really sorry, Harry. I'm a big fan and I'm going to let you finish. Like, but Beyonce put out fucking renaissance this year and this cannot stand. Oh, man. Uh, like, it wouldn't have been so bad if the hype hadn't been there for like a good two months. I, I mean, I think we are always thinking about the moment when Macklemore won best rap, whatever over Kendrick Lamar. And he literally apologized to Kendrick and shared the notes app apology on Twitter. It did Macklemore no good that Grammy. It did no, nothing no. but harm him. Uh I've never seen a man lose by winning quite in the way that he did. Like that, that was like a Milli Vanilli level. Like I, it was shocking um, to see that happen and to know, I think, and I was anybody surprised when that occurred. I was, like we all looked and said, that's going to go over badly again. I don't, I don't think Harry is going to suffer the slings and arrows of outrageous fortune the way and Adele didn't suffer at all from beating Beyonce. Like Adele was close enough to being as good as Lemonade to get away with it. I don't know that Harry's house is going to do that, but also Harry doesn't really need the approval of the, the Grammys or the disapproval of anybody because he's, you know, he's he's pretty secure right now in being a big famous celebrity, a big superstar. So, you know, I don't think that's going to knock him off the pedestal the way Macklemore was. His situation was a lot more precarious. Yes. Um, I also I can't tell if the like the Bonnie Raitt thing. It's funny because I thought for a moment that was going to be the thing we'd be talking about. And now I think who cares? Like the, the giving Bonnie Raitt one of the big awards, that's just Grammy's going to Grammy, you know? Yeah, it happened. She came up. She talked about how um, she'd written that the, the song had been sort of written and performed with John Prine in mind. And, you know, I think any concerns that people had were sort of alleviated in that moment. You're like, oh, well, John Prine. OK, like, yeah, like can't really feel bad about that. Um, you know, certainly I don't think she deserved to win, but also. It's it's just a Grammy. <laughs> oh, Grammy. <laughs> um, I don't know. Do you want to backtrack a little bit? Okay, so before the very confusing ending of this uh of this ceremony, we were saying like this is actually pretty good. 
Yes. Why did why were we saying that? Well, I think it was like the first three performances. We were three performances in and it was like, wow, actually, this is not bad. I mean, they started with Bad Bunny. He tore the roof off the place. Yep. That's what he does. That is what he does. They started with Bad Bunny and then Brandy Carlisle came out and fucking shredded. As you as you know. She did uh, Broken Horses, which I consider to be one of the best songs to have come out in the last three years. Uh, and, of course, Brandy Carlo, again, that's, that's a person who tears the roof right off of the building pretty much every time she performs. She's got a great band that backs her always consistently. And uh, thirdly, we then got uh, Stevie Wonder who came out. And I don't want to say that, like, not every part of that was outstanding, but my goodness... Him doing higher ground with Chris Stapleton was next level shit. It was so good. Like, I was already so ready to tune the fuck out of that. Like, oh, like, bring out the old timer to do a song we've heard six gajillion times. Like, oh, like, imagine how many thousands of times. Stevie Wonder has gotten on stage and, and done superstition and higher ground and all that. And it ruled. It was amazing. Like, like Stevie Wonder and Chris Stapleton and Smokey Robinson jamming on higher ground is like, that's like a parody of what you expect the Grammys to do. And it ruled. It was great. You know, uh, I'll say, uh, gasms all around. <sighs> In case you don't know, St- Smokey Robinson. <laughs> Smokey Robinson's releasing a new album. He's 82. It's called Gasms. It's called Gasms. Gasms. It says so, the word Gasms in big letters right on the t- cover of that. We are yeah. blessed. <laughs> we are blessed. Thank you, Smokey Robinson. It doesn't even matter what the quality of the record is. I just can't believe he's done it, and I'm very grateful to him or whoever it was that decided to literally call a Smokey Robinson album in his Twilight Emeritus years, Gassums. <laughs> Just wonderful. Amazing. So that happened. And then uh, Lizzo comes out and does It's About Damn Time and Special. And that is also great because she's Lizzo. And that's another person that's guaranteed to, to rip the roof right off the building. And once again, she absolutely does. It was a so very we're good off to an amazing start. It really was. Uh, like and like I said, this is like nothing new, no nothing attempted to break tradition. It's just the Grammys doing what the Grammys do. It, they just did it really well. Yeah, and there were no, um, there was nothing that really shocked me as far as awards going. Like best pop vocal album going to Harry House. I was like, it's fine. That was I thought we were safe at that point. <laughs> they gave it to Harry House. I was like, great. Harry's House got a thing. It's out of the way. He's not going to win anything else. Phew. That was my assumption. Um, best R&B goes to Beyonce for Cuff It. Great. Um, best country album goes to Willie Nelson. Not sure that's where I would have gone, but you can't really go wrong with giving somebody Willie Nelson. I mean, he's Willie Nelson. I don't know. Like, if It felt like Shania was a little disappointed there that, uh, you know, like Willie's very old and he's not there. He's probably not going to be at a Grammys ever again. Uh, Shania, like, I think Shania wanted to have like a bigger moment there and it just kind of went and came and went. Everyone clapped politely and then she got off stage. Yeah, it was just okay. But Mm -hmm. I wasn't offended. Yeah. I was like, that's fine. 
Then uh, best duo group performance went to Unholy, which I will say I was certainly not surprised. Mm-hmm. I had assumed that was going to happen. Um, as you well know, I have complicated feelings about Kim Petras because of the ways in which it feels as though she tries to make excuses for working with Dr. Luke. Mm-hmm. As you, I mean, I don't give this same type of shit to Doja Cat, so maybe <laughs> I should just mind my own business. I just I mean, feel complicated about sometimes the things that she says, and I hold her to perhaps an unfair standard because well, we're both Doja trans. Cat, Doja Cat seems a lot more conflicted about it. Yeah, Kim, the thing was, I like the way that whole situation played out because Sam Smith, what a good egg. Mm-hmm got up on stage and didn't say a word because the agreement had been if they won, and by that I mean when they won, they were they were going to win, um, that Kim would come up and be like the first trans woman to win an award like that and that she would get a chance to speak. And Kim came up and talked about Sophie, which is, of course, the thing that you should do in that yes. situation. Um, had she not done that, that would have been singularly bizarre and completely out of pocket. Um, I think probably one of the most influential um, trans musicians, artists of all time. Especially uh, on that particular track. Yeah, very much so. So we had, um, but just, I mean, like, but just in general, I mean, she's, she's had an enormous influence on music, period. Uh, so that was great. And of course, I am happy for, for my people. Um, yeah. that's no, I, I was, you know, as a, a trans artist getting a Grammy like on a national award show and thanking a different trans artist. I mean, that was a I, that I, that was a pretty big deal. It was hard not to feel, uh, you know, good about that. I like that. I like that segment. And I, you know, Unholy continues to grow on me, even though it's kind of not a very good song. So we're doing great. Everything's mm-hmm. just firing on all cylinders. And then Harry Styles. Oh. This is, I mean, I feel bad because I really like the song as it was. And there Mm -hmm. are songs by Harry Styles that I like. And I don't dislike Harry Styles as a human being. But his performance was the worst performance of the night. Oh, easily. Complete dud of a performance. He may have been plastered. I don't know what was going on. It was was really weird. That speech was a, a little shaky. Let me tell you, I don't feel comfortable making an assumption one way or the other. I can I certainly May. say this. Yeah. I write for sure. But I definitely can say that the performance was not good. I can't imagine anybody watching and going, Harry, you did a great job. Except obviously for <laughs> they did this thing where they had um, fans, oh fans of, of all of the artists come out. And there was like a grandmother who was, I guess, Harry's biggest fan. They mm-hmm. had decided. And I'm sure that she was very happy. Um, you know, I think that she feels towards Harry Styles the way that I later in the evening felt towards Steve Lacey, where I was like, he is, he is just the cutest boy of 2022 and must be protected at all costs. (laughs) I mean, his, 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 his vocals just were not there. And like, as it was, is not like a super difficult Song, like I guess it does go up high for like the falsetto and the chorus, but I don't know. Just like the amount of like running and dancing he had to do for it, he just couldn't do it. He just couldn't hit those notes, and he didn't try a lot of the time, and uh, it just didn't work. Like 
he busted out the dance at the end. The dance worked. But I don't know. Like he did something overly ambitious and he couldn't pull it off. He just looked like the saddest piece of Christmas tinsel. <laughs> he looked like he looked like he was wearing a silver Chewbacca outfit, but without the head. <laughs> yeah, he needed that 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 weird weapon that Chewbacca's got. Yeah, and maybe some uh, bandoliers around his uh around his shoulders. That'd be amazing. I get on top of that. I don't even mean that as a joke. Go right ahead. Love it. I don't so, know. That was that. Was that the only bad performance of the night or just it was um, I'm going to go through and, and see. I think there was maybe some other stuff that uh, is it the only bad performance? I well, mean, we closed on on DJ Khaled. Actually, you know what? That wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. No, but it was, was funny right after they gave the award to Harry Styles. They literally brought out DJ Khaled and they sh- he shouted, they played themselves. That yes, literally did. happened. It was hilarious. Uh, absolutely incredibly funny. Um, but no, I mean, were there any bad performances? I would say no. I would say I thought that there was something kind of underwhelming about Mary J's performance. Yeah, I kind of, like that was when I started to flag. Oh, I'll tell you what was like the, the lamest worst part. It was those fan roundtables, the stand roundtables. Yeah, I don't need that. If there's one thing that we could use a little less in this life, it's stands. We don't need them. I liked a couple of years ago when they, for, to hype up album of the year, they would they brought out the actual artists themselves and did like a little pre, uh, pre-package of, uh, you know, this is why I made this record and what it meant to me and so on and so on and so on. And that worked for me. You Except know, it, I... I'll tell you what I, sorry, God, the the problem with it two years ago would have been the problem with it this year, which is that uh, Beyonce refuses to give interviews. So she just sat that one out and she would have set it out this year. Also, I have often had this, this pie in the sky dream of, you know, if ever song versus song was like the most popular podcast in, Mm -hmm. in music podcasts that we would just get the artists to not to not argue in favor of their own songs, but argue in favor of the other song. <laughs> to hear what like why like if they were gonna like argue against themselves, and by that I mean argue in favor of another song. What do they like about it? I just think that would be great, and that's like my dream is not stand stuff, not the artists necessarily talking about their own music, but artists being so positive and feeling so good about just being nominated that they hype each other. That's the thing that I would love to see. Well, that's, that's that some would real be Pollyanna nice. type of shit that I've put out <laughs> yeah. in the world. And it's not gonna happen. But um I don't know. Do you want to do you want to talk about so they did a there was one moment again I kept thinking we were like teetering on the edge of, of bad news. Mm-hmm. Um, it really happened in a place that I didn't expect it, which makes me a fool. But there's a point in which uh, right before Sam Smith and Kim Petras played Unholy, they were introduced by Madonna. 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 Once, w- once again, another reason for the, the commenters to hate me. But as you know, Madonna gives me a great deal of agita. 
especially when she comes out on stage and, and talks about like, does anybody want a little controversy? No, Madonna, I don't. Please, I'm begging you, please don't. Whatever you're thinking about doing, please, please. It's all going so nice. Everything is so comfortable. Everybody seems very happy. Please don't mess this up. It was a very strange introduction by Madonna because she kept like pausing in the wrong spots. And it was like a weird thing. She had to do a please clap at some point. She did. Um, I don't want to beat a dead horse about it, but it was a weird introduction and I was glad when it was over. And then Sam and Kim came out and did, did a perfectly competent plus job. I've not one of my favorite songs. It's still, I still don't understand how it can be that short. It's all the same trite stuff, you know? Uh, I've seen, I think, I feel like I've seen them do that exact performance of Unholy before, like in different places, like with the same outfit, same uh, backup dancers and so on. And uh, like, that's, uh, that's still my big problem with it. It's over before you know it. It, something that over the top needs to last a little longer. And the performance, like come up with a third verse, like bring out Ludacris to do a guest verse or something. I don't know. Just you're on, you're on the Grammys. Stretch that out. You you know what it needs? Do you remember? There's a, there's a tenacious D song called Master Exploder. (laughs) And I'm like, where's that part? Like in the middle of the song where they're just going like, ah, like, where's that? You know, where they like, where they did not mean. To blow your mind. Yes. That shit happen all the time. (laughs) Like, that's what I want out of that song. And it's the one thing that has always felt like is missing. You know, it doesn't even have to be a bridge per se, but just a point in which it it really crescendos. uh, And then you come back down for for a nice little denouement. I mean, like, yeah, like this is the Grammys. You're supposed to, like, amp it up. Like, that's, that's always the problem with Sam Smith. Sam is just not a showman or a show person, I guess, but it's, it's, I don't know. Sam comes out wearing like the most dressed down stuff usually. And occasionally you can get them to dress up like, like for unholy, but it, it just never seems to look right. Uh, Sam Smith is there to sing, stay with me and stuff like that. Now is the time when we talk about 50 years of hip hop. (gasps) Oh, Wonderful. But but here's the thing. So it has a bit of a rocky start, and here's why. They they invent a new award, which is basically the, the best Dr. Dre award, which they then give to Dr. Dre. The best Dr. Dre award goes to Dr. Wouldn't it have been funny if they gave it to the other guy named Dr. Dre? Like, from, from Ed Lover comes jams. out and is yeah. like, not this time. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I... I was like, I don't really understand what this award is. Um, I don't want to say that Dre is not influential. Um, I think the first rap album that ever truly meant something to me was The Chronic. It was the first one that I bought and had really strong feelings about. Um, But the thing is, also, Dre is not a great rapper. Um, He's a good producer, and he certainly is good at finding talent. But it was like a weird moment where I was like, are they really, is this award going to be an ongoing thing? I, you know, it was not as weird as Jill Biden coming out and being like best socially conscious. And I was like, I guess, Uh, gosh, I, I guess I like, I can't, 
I don't actually have a problem with this. I just don't understand its purpose truly. I, I don't I don't like them giving out an award for best message. I it it it's not that it rubs me wrong. I just it doesn't it makes me feel nothing and I hate feeling nothing because I feel like I should feel something. Uh I guess I, I think it, that's I, it. So, there's so, a lot of pitfalls in like the best song for social change. Uh I'm not sure you want to go there, Grammys. I'm not sure you're equipped for this. You, you may be right. I don't, I don't, I also don't feel equipped to talk about it, to be honest. So, yeah. leaving that aside, Dre gets the award, and then LL Cool J comes out, and for the stands is like, listen, we got as many people as we could. <laughs> please do not hate us for not getting everybody. Mm-hmm. Please, 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 please. I think he said this is just chapter one. <laughs> if they want to do it uh, next year, I would be totally down with that. Keep going. So they basically just had a who's who of great rappers, and they just went decade by decade. And, you know, I like 80s rap. It's fine. I was entertained. There's some good stuff that happened there. Run DMC, like, weirdly kind of barely there, right? Like, they're up there for a second. Well, they, I, I always felt like there was some kind of problem. No one got more than, like, uh, you know, one verse. Well, that's except, not entirely true. Except. So, but. so thing, well, the thing is that, like, all right, so for me, I watched it and I thought, the 80s stuff is good. And then once we got into the 90s and the 2000s, things got a lot better very quickly. <laughs> what happened was it, you know, they couldn't get a lot of the big names. They're not going to put Kendrick up there. They're not going to get Jay up there. And, you know, like, you know, so many of them are dead. So you're not going to get Pac or Biggie or anything. And Dre certainly didn't perform. Snoop didn't perform, which is shocking me because, you know, Snoop will do anything. And, uh, but what they got was like, like lower than the A tier. just like, as many as we can cram on there. And I liked it much better that way. I was like, wow, we get to see, you know, ice tea rap for the first time in a billion years. We get to see too short and we get to see Jada kiss. We get to see uh, the ghetto boys. We get to see, uh, you know, and they were pulling like, not a lot of them were pulling like not the most obvious ones. Like uh big boy came out there and did AT aliens instead of, instead of one of like the outcast Nankonia tracks. And I thought that was pretty cool that, you know, we got ghetto boys doing uh, mind, mind, uh, mind playing tricks on me and stuff. I, a couple things I, I didn't recognize right away. One thing I would say is I think they kind of skipped a good chunk of like, it felt like they skipped from like 2005 to 2023. Yeah, it was, a, it was a big leap and you feel it right because the game has changed so radically. Right. As much as, you know, I feel as though there is a lot of 90s and early 2000s music across genres kind of making a comeback in the last year or two, still rap is always on the bleeding edge. It's always doing something new. And so it just felt like such a, like almost dissonant. Not that like the the new stuff is bad, but just that it, it felt like we were missing a huge chunk of evolution. But- yeah. That being but, said, when we're doing the, the late 80s into the 90s, salt and pepper comes out, and you're like, that's great. Makes me happy. And 
listen, I had seen Queen Latifah in the crowd. <laughs> I saw her. And so I was quietly waiting for UNITY. <laughs> I was like, it's going to happen, right? Mm-hmm. But I still was very jazzed when it did. <laughs> I was like, this makes me feel so good. Um, that This is what I want. Uh, and then the only man that matters to me deep down, to me, the GOAT, leaving aside the fact that perhaps he does not have the track record, right, on the overall, just my favorite rapper, the rapper that does it the way that makes me the happiest, Busta Rhymes, comes out and is just weird as hell the way that he is. And, like, he is the one, right? Like, that is the turning point where it's good, good, very good, very good. Um, just consistently moving upward and, and and just getting better and better. And then he comes out and starts to do a thing. And then he goes, you didn't think I was going to stop there. You didn't think I was going to get one verse. And then he just does his thing in the way that truly only he can do it. He is yep. completely unstoppable. There is nobody else like him before, nor will there ever be again. And I, it just put the biggest smile on my face. And then as soon as he was done, Missy came out, my other favorite. And I was like, oh, I, I was weeping. I was, I was so happy. I was like, this is outstanding. Do you remember who won when we did our Busta versus Missy episode? No, I don't. I, I don't can't even remember. Admit, I, I want to say re- it was Missy. No, I want to say Almost. it was Busta. No, oh, geez. I think it's got to, it would have had, I'm, this is so embarrassing. Uh, I think it was probably Missy. I think that the two of them, she has the larger footprint and that's often how that goes. Well, but you know, there's, there's really no losers there in my mind. I, I mean, they're both incredible. There's a reason why we, we put those two against each other. That was a, yeah. that was a slam dunk episode. You can't, you can't go wrong. By the way, if you've never listened to that episode of Zom vs. Song, feel free to check it out. Um, but yeah, it was just, was there anybody else that sort of jumped out at you? No, well, no, like Busta was the only one who was allowed to do two different songs, two different verses is it was a, I want to say it was put your hands where my, where my eyes can see. And then his legendary verse on look at me now. And it, it was very good. Like they, I hope they bring this back and bring in an entire new batch of rappers. Cause there was like a big jump there. Oh, agree. I they should do it every year. Um, <laughs> Take that shit on tour. Like, it, it was just very good. Um, deeply pleasing. Um, and then I, kind of on the... Sorry, go ahead. I, and like I said, I liked that they got, like, a whole bunch of people, like, a little lower than the A tier. Or, like, the not all the goats. But just people you maybe haven't thought of in a while. You haven't seen, uh, you know, the locks on stage. You hadn't seen... Uh, like, I'm looking at the list now. I was like, Pasta News from De La Soul was there? I, I missed that one completely. Like, I, I think that's very cool. So there was a thing that had happened before that, which felt like also wonderful, but the equal opposite number, right? Like there's two different kinds of celebrations. There's, especially if it's a historical celebration, one is this and the other is in a memoriam. Oh, wow. That's a, and, that's the, a good and, and the memorial at the Grammys this year was easily the best one I think I may have seen in at least 20 years. Oh, it, it absolutely blew me away. The in memoriam segment of the show is always, always, always so perfunctory. It's there because we always do it. 
it didn't feel like that this year. No, it was stunning. So my, there's no bad part. The whole thing's great. Casey comes out, Casey Musgraves comes out and does some more audition. Yep. And it's, and it's amazing. Um, they closed with Cheryl Crow and Bonnie Raitt, um, with, with Mick Fleetwood, um, because Christie's died obviously from, from Fleetwood Mac. Mm -hmm. But really, really the thing that absolutely destroyed me was, um, Quavo, uh, was, was Quavo coming out and doing stuff for, for takeoff. That That was, that was was incredible, incredible performance. Heartbreaking, like legitimately. Uh, you know, I didn't even know what to say about that. I was like, geez, this is like, this, like I'm going to cry right here. I did cry. I, I'm not even yeah. going to pretend that I didn't. It was incredibly moving, especially at the end when he's holding up those chains. It's like just, you know, it's one of those things where you're reminded again, like, you know, I mean, those are, that's an important artist that we lost and it often feels like when the Grammys tries to suitably speak to that level of loss, it comes out wrong. It comes out not enough or too much and it feels phony. This was exact. You couldn't have done it better. And it's and in a way, it's like a relief to actually see that done correctly because it could have been done wrong. Easy. He does his song that he wrote for his dead colleague, friend, bandmate. And it's heartbreaking. And then the the, the R and B group behind him starts doing "See You Again," the the song that I always thought sucked, and they just like rip it apart. It's amazing. It was so good. Like I was I was genuinely touched, which I can't remember being actually touched by an in memoriam segment. No. It was it's it was really good. And then we get um, Luke Combs came out and did some. Luke Combs like, good. You you like a Luke Combs? Uh, not usually. I do like that song, though. And uh, if this had been earlier in the night, I, I'm not sure I would have gone with it. I was like, come on. But like in that middle segment, middle towards the end, we're cruising. I was like, I like this. Like, I liked it a lot more than the Chris Stapleton song that he did around that time last year. It it worked for me. Like one thing you can say about the ceremony, ceremony it was also paced about as well as a four hour ceremony could be. It was way too long. Yeah. Like, I understand that part of that is because they let the 50 years of rap thing actually have space to breathe. Mm-hmm. But gosh, it was so long uh, <laughs> as, 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 as a project. Uh, I, I'm, I'm saying I wasn't tired by the third song like I usually am doing these ceremonies. For sure. Yeah, I don't think there's anything to say about the Bonnie Raitt thing beyond what we already have said. Let's talk about Lizzo. Lizzo winning made me realize Beyonce wasn't going to win. Really? Yeah, I was like, it's either going to be a clean sweep for Beyonce or she's getting nothing. And Bonnie Raitt got it and then Lizzo got it. And I was like very happy for Lizzo because I like that song. And you could say like, yeah, yeah, that's a reasonable pick for a record of the year. And then I was like, Beyonce's not getting it. Mm. But in a weird, it's like one of those weird things where Lizzo got it and that was a, kind of a shared award, right? Because Lizzo spent a not insignificant amount of time talking directly to Beyonce. <laughs> yes. And it sometimes Beyonce, you look at her as people sing her praises 
and she seems nonplussed, <laughs> right? Like, yes, correct. You should worship me, but also I don't know who you are and I don't care. And please keep my name out of your mouth. I don't need this. The award would have been nice. I don't need this. I think it felt very authentic and true that Beyonce was really touched. And Lizzo seemed genuinely surprised. I was genuinely surprised. Like a lot of times like people win and they look surprised. I'm like, Adele, you cannot be surprised that you won this. Come on, not, not Oh yeah, we anymore. didn't we didn't talk about that. I mean, it was the the stuff with Adele and the Rock was very cute. Uh, it didn't really quite work for me. Eh, it was sweet, uh, you uh, know, not the best thing, but but Lizzo giving a speech where she talks about getting out of school so she could go and see Beyonce perform and being moved by the performance and saying that kind of positivity that I got off of that inspired me to make the entire like my entire career is built off of that kind of positivity uh is nice you know that is uh we've talked about Lizzo you and I for many years now and I think we have both agreed that whether or not her career continued to take off um we would always feel pretty good about saying she was great and she deserves to succeed regardless of what happens and so whenever she does succeed Whenever she gives a speech, I am relieved and happy to be right about her. (laughs) She is everything that I believe she was from the jump. When she wins something, it feels like the whole world won. It's a good feeling. It is. It's, it's, I don't know. There's just not a lot of people in the world like Lizzo. She is a, a really, a truly humble person and... A person who, again, when she succeeds, it feels like we've all succeeded, which is nice. And uh, her win definitely felt better than Harry's win. Like, and I'm I'm looking at uh, I'm looking at Twitter right now. It's telling me here's some trending topics: robbed during Black History <laughs> Month. God. Oh no! <laughs> uh, <sighs> it's it's gonna be a rough couple of weeks for Harry Styles. Yeah. Uh, did we um, did we cover everything? We we men- didn't mention Steve Lacey. I thought he did a really good performance of his song. I love Steve Lacey, uh, and yes, I I mean I'd said it earlier, but I will reiterate that um, he is the cutest boy of 2022 and must be protected at all costs. I remember when Frank Ocean was nominated for a few things, and he got up on the uh, award stage, and I think they made him do like one of the more boring songs on his album. And, uh, you know, I think it cost Frank Ocean a little bit that he had to go up there and sing Forrest Gump instead of something a little more dynamic. I think Steve Lacey did not make that mistake. He came out there and he uh, played that song as as well as he could. Like that was a a song I've heard quite a bit. So there's very like he could have chosen to play something else the same way Lizzo opted to not really do about damn time. But he did it very well. There is one person we haven't talked about. Go on. Ben Affleck. (laughs) Oh, Ben. Ben, Ben, Ben. Making that same face. No matter where he is, he looks so tired. He looks... He's he's in no mood for this. Where was it? (laughs) I want to find that. There was a tweet from uh, Josh Gondelman. He's a a stand-up comedian. He's very funny. He tweeted, Ben Affleck is absolutely texting his group chat full of guys named Fitz. (laughs) Little Fitz. 
and barfo stuff like can't talk at a work thing with Jen. (laughs) It's like you wanted to go see a concert and your dad wouldn't let you go alone. So he was stuck there. He's like, yep, this is what the kids are listening to. All right. Bless Ben Affleck. It was very funny watching him do that. Um, He was, you know, I wanted him there. He was the exact opposite of the stands. Didn't want those stands there. Was very happy to see Ben Affleck uncomfortable and not really wanting to be there the whole time. I value you, Ben. God, I did not like the stands. I just Uh, don't need it. And it was very strange watching because, like, you go down the line, right? And, like, there are some people for whom there is a sensible argument to be made. Some there is a profound and deep emotional and uh, on occasions cultural argument to be made. A number of those artists you can do across the board for that stuff. And then you get to the people arguing for ABBA and Coldplay. And you think, this is awkward. Uh, it was um, last week. Uh, I mean, it was like they saved it for last. They saved Coldplay and ABBA for last. They got They did Bad Bunny right away. And Harry Styles and Beyonce right away, I think. Just like, let's front load this. Or, you know, let's save Coldplay and ABBA for when most everyone is asleep. I guess. I had thought that they should have um, put them in the middle. Because it was so weird by the end. Because it was like (laughs) somebody making a big push for Kendrick. You know, somebody talking about the importance to the queer community that, that, that Brandy Carlisle has. And then, I think ABBA should win. Why? Well, I'm glad you asked. I'm a sociopath. <laughs> I, I just is like I don't I don't know what to do with myself watching this. I feel like I don't think it's going to matter like I, the the guy who made that argument, I don't think that he's going to be punished by society the way that Harry Styles is about to be. Like Harry but, Styles uh, is going to get away with it. Like he's going to be fine, I'm sure. He but. he will be fine. I think that it will be unpleasant. For a little bit, it's not going to be a great. It won't last. Yeah, it's like what's Harry Styles going to do for like the next year? Like I think he's just going to like relax. Like we may not see him for a little bit. Like I think he's got like a couple more tour dates, and then I think he's gonna he's gonna take a bit. Well, he had a tough twenty twenty two, so he's (laughs) he's earned he's earned it. He's had a very busy twenty twenty two with many ups and many downs. Yeah, and and it's going to end with this giant question mark of like I won. Yay. Yeah. Still think Taylor Swift should have gotten up on stage. <laughs> That'd be very funny, like, to, because they are exes. So it was just like, rip that up. I it just, it's be- very important to me. Like, close the circle on that. <laughs> We've been waiting since 2009 for that circle to be closed. Taylor should be doing that, should get up and, and, and be like, I, 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 I'm going to let you finish. She should actually not say, I'm going to let you finish. She should say, I'm going to let you finish. But uh, sometimes um, sometimes you look at her, you cannot believe that this is like the most famous woman alive. Like she- it's, it's strange, although, I mean, to, le- to leave it on an open note, obviously we don't know what's going to happen with music in 2023, but uh, she's going to win something next year, right? Taylor? Yeah. She's she deliberately post like put out that new album right after the deadline. So. So, like, yes, she is ready. She set out this year, which was going to be Beyonce's year, 
so she so she could get it all next year. We'll see how that plays out. Uh, you and I are a rare breed because we both seem to really like you love antihero. I love Midnight's across the board. I think Midnight's is very good. Um, I, and that Jack Antonoff, don't. producer of the year, Jack Antonoff. He did. He did. In fact, he was an award winner. Um, Boy, I think we can all agree Jack Antonoff is a great producer. Can we all agree? I mean, he's... he's no, no, he's the most controversial producer alive is the joke. He's something. But, he's yeah. something. I don't hate him the way that other people do. I think that he, he has a style and it is not for everything and it is not for everyone. I liked that album quite a bit. And if that gives Taylor yet another armload of Grammys, I will be perfectly fine with that. But we will see what happens. We'll see. I mean, I think we're it's 2023 and uh, there were a lot of folks that had albums in 2022 um, yeah. and a lot that had not had one since 2021. So we're going to have a Miley Cyrus album this year and we're probably going to have a Dua Lipa album this year. And we're probably going to have we're having a Rihanna album this year, supposedly. Isn't that a thing that's happening? Not, not yet confirmed. But that's the word on the street is that I that mean, may, SZA, in fact, SZA, SZA also had an album uh, at the end of the year that's going to be in consideration. SZA was there very briefly. We saw because that was because like it was like right after Lizzo won, right? Mm-hmm. Where like SZA came out to give an award and and just the first words out of her mouth were, I love Lizzo. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, and I think there's, what else is, um, I, mean, I asked Ma- you if, if there's going to be an Olivia Rodrigo album th- th- out this year. I feel like there's a, there's a, there's a good chance. Uh, yeah, probably. Uh, Miley is going to be at least up for like record and song probably. Um, I was like, what else is coming out? I was like, if he had not disgraced himself, Morgan Wallen would be up for every country award, but he will not be, but Unless, I mean, like, he's turned a lot around for himself. So, like, if he ever gets nominated for a Grammy, that's when you know he's, like, officially, we're going to pretend all that shit never happened. Mm-hmm. But um, but I don't think, I, I think he's still a little too hot for the Grammys right now, a little too hot to handle. Speaking of which, and we can depart on this, mm-hmm. one last grab bag from the, the 50 years of rap. We had both made a joke about the absence of Will Smith. <laughs> and here's the thing that I found out because somebody linked me to it online. Questlove wanted him there. Oh, wow. And had, in fact, it was supposed to be a big surprise that Will was going to do it. And then the explanation that Questlove gave was because of the filming of Bad Boys 4, mm-hmm. Will was not able to make it. Well, I didn't notice, but Jazzy Jeff was apparently on the stage. I do not wish to say that that is bullshit because it may very well be that he was otherwise engaged and doing Bad Boys 4. However, I feel we would be remiss if we did not acknowledge that maybe it was for the best. I I think it would be very great for Will. I'd be a great moment I think it would have detracted from the performance because then it's all about Will. I just, I don't like, even like know when I said that, like when I, I said that, that it would be great for Will. I think that, that there still would be such a pushback. I think mm-hmm. that people would, there would be people that would have an enormously positive reaction. And then I think there would be a lot of people that would have an enormously negative reaction. I think there would have been people in the crowd who would have been booing 
I'm not going to lie. Um, I'm not saying that I would have been one of them, but I think that there was an awareness that it would have made that whole thing about him, like you said. And I think also that it would once again have brought this whole thing back up. And Will Smith is in an unfortunate position, regardless of how you feel about him. Professionally, he has to lay low for a while longer yet before yeah. he can slowly start to dig back out of what happened. Like I said, like I think it is for the best that like the the super A-list, the GOATs did not perform. Like the Jay wasn't on there, Kendrick wasn't on there, Nas wasn't on there. I like that everyone seemed more on the same level, let's say. I th- uh, I think that worked in the in the show's favor. Like the like the highest we get is like Run DMC or Public Enemy or Rakim or LL Cool J. Rakim, excuse me. And I feel like that's about as uh, high up the list of all timers as you want to go. Cause that's this way. It's more about the entirety of hip hop. Like let Busta Rhymes be the centerpiece. That's fine with me. So yeah, it was a good show. If you like the Grammys, if you like the Grammys, this was about as good as it could be, except for a couple of weird points here and there. It will be interesting to watch what the next couple of weeks are like for Harry Styles. Well, I mean, we'll see what happened. Like, I remember like two years ago, BTS and Olivia Rodrigo performing together and it looked really good. I mean, like in the same, not together, but like in the same ceremony, it was like, yeah, this is relevant. This is what the kids like. This one I'm not so sure about. Yeah, it didn't feel like that. It just felt, it felt like what the Grammys do best at its best. Because they really like, I'd very rarely are they relevant. I don't really sit there and go, you know, those Grammys just always on the bleeding edge. (laughs) Um, They really are an establishment thing. And this was establishment for the most part through and through. And it just so happened that all the establishment players came out and did a really great job. Yeah. Like we didn't even mention that Mary J. Blige was up for like the big award too. Like, how, like, can you really like I love Mary J as much as anyone, but can you really justify saying like, yes, Mary J Blige deserves uh, best album of the year in 2023 or Coldplay or ABBA? Like, does anyone really believe that? I don't know. It's just like an, it's an establishment thing. She's part of the establishment. Coldplay is and Brandy Carlisle is and ABBA is and Bonnie Raitt is. And like, if that's what you like, that's what you like. But it it, it feels like if that's what you want to like if that's what you know the Grammys are going to give their awards to, is this an award ceremony you need to really pay attention to? If that's what your tastes are, like how many people are there with that kind of taste? Yeah, I think it would have been interesting. That I, I, I really do think that giving um, the Best New Artist award to Samara Joy really does kind of weirdly sum up the night. It was such, an, like, it was such a weird grab bag of people like... I can't imagine any of these people you look back at, like in 10 years and saying, yes, this was like one of the best new artists of the year. But like, if it had been something weird, like if they gave it to like wet leg, <laughs> that would have been so weird. Be like, here you go. It's it's for the, on the chaise long on the chaise long, like great song, great band. That's kind of ushered in the, the return to this sort of like specific kind of nineties alt rock. They're a huge part of that. And the Grammys seem to largely ignore that. I didn't look to see who actually won Best Alternative Album. There's a lot of things they didn't show. No, I'd, I'd watch a little of the pre-show, but it was like, it, it doesn't matter. It was like, I was like, here are the R&B awards. There's R&B song. There's R&B performance. 
There's traditional R&B performance. There's R&B album. There's progressive R&B album. It's just like, what, what, what are the differences between these things? How do you have, how have you not consolidated this into one category? Like album and song. What are you doing, Grammys? What are you doing? How do you decide these genres? Why are there like five different things? Ugh, the Grammys are a mess. They're a mess of a show. Got best metal performance, best rock album. Both went to Ozzy Osbourne. The Willie Nelson of metal, yes. Boy, that's really some. Well, I will say this. Um, best alternative music album did go to Wet Leg, and the best alternative music performance also went to Wet Leg with Shays Long. Um, and, I, and I'll say that that counts for something in my book. Um, I'm a big fan of theirs, and I think there's a lot of music that is similar to what they're doing that has been kind of on the cutting edge of the last like year or two. And uh, who knows, maybe we'll see more of that. Um, would have been hilarious if ABCDEFU had won. <laughs> that would have been the, mo- the most hilarious, mind-breaking thing of all time. But like that was nominated for, for Best Song of the Year, and I kind of am hoping that perhaps in a couple of years, somebody that isn't a really bad industry plant who does that style of music gets nominated would be nice for me. We'll see. This was a very Grammys Grammys. It was. Uh, you know, you could do worse. I am really glad that Harry won at the end of the night because it gave us something to talk about. <laughs> it would it would have been a lot of us going, it was good for an hour. Nah. Had, had no. it not been for that. And then it ended with DJ Khaled, which was. Oh, well, yeah. Nothing to say about that. It was, I mean, there were some people that came on that made that better. I mean, that's the thing about DJ Khaled, right? Like. He knows people. He knows a guy. He's, he knows he, a guy. Know, he, he knows people. He, he is like the alternate universe version of Rick Rubin. <laughs> the Rick Rubin, I don't really want to know. Doesn't really know how to do things, but really knows people. And when he's in the room, has some some pretty good ideas, I have to assume. Uh, the Grammys. Well, it was fine. Indeed. It was good, even. Uh, Eight out of ten. Eight out of ten, but ending on a real head scratcher. That's the Grammys, baby. <laughs> Wouldn't be the Grammys without a little controversy. Thanks for listening, everyone. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye.